Hello, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to our show. Today we have a special guest and he has worked with youth most of his life and he began working with the youth in like 1997, correct me if I'm wrong. And he worked with, um, it was called Reach Youth Program in Detroit, Michigan. And he also has worked with Detroit Public Schools as a certified conflict resolution specialist. Mr. Canada, AW as we call him, is the founder of Prime Youth Program, a dynamic youth-infused program that is aimed to empower the youth for life. He believes proper preparation prevents poor performance. So with that said, let's welcome Coach Canada. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So are you ready to get started? Uh, Definitely. All right. So our topic today is one that many people that they're facing and they have faced in life, some willingly and some not so willingly. And it also affects a lot of people, even children. So today we're going to talk about when divorce becomes a reality. While we are not experts on this subject matter, this divorce is no stranger to me or the guests. So sometimes experience can be the best teacher. We do know that, in fact, many couples choose to express their love by tying the knot, as we say. But unfortunately, not all marriages last forever. I know that I've been through two divorces. And divorce is sometimes um, a very hurtful thing. And some people, you know, they're not so hurtful. But a lot of people, they cannot bounce back from divorce. The United States has a divorce rate of about 3.2 divorces per every 1,000 residents. And there are approximately like 331 million people that's in this world. So that lets us know that, you know, divorce is something that's that's happening. So, Coach, I'm going to go ahead and let you give a little bit more background information about yourself first. And then you can um, go right on into the marriage or you can have me to answer, ask you some questions. So the floor is yours. Uh, I mean, you pretty much said it. I uh, started uh, working with youth uh, in 1997 uh, at age 20 um, when I uh, first came to Detroit, Michigan uh, via Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, for basketball, finished college uh, at Wayne State University, playing basketball, uh, also uh, majoring in uh, management and entrepreneurships. Uh, upon receiving my uh, bachelor's, I uh, trained and worked at uh, St. Rita's uh, with Reju programs, a nonprofit that helped uh, inner city youth on the east side of Detroit, uh, Michigan. And uh, that just uh, helped me, I guess, and gave me the direction to continue to working with youth. So I then went to uh, Detroit public schools at uh, Detroit Persian uh, 
and uh, coached and taught there for 12 years uh, before retiring in 2012. And then um, since I've been a mentor um, in my nonprofit, profit, which you mentioned, uh, Prime Youth Programs, and uh, also I uh, train uh, individuals, whether it be from four years old all the way up to uh, NBA and overseas professionals. Yes, yes. And I know that you are a great mentor. I have personal experience because my son, Jarrell, is very, very shy. And um, A-Dub actually got him out and talking more. And I've seen him work with him. So I commend you and applaud you with your work with the men as well as my oldest son. So I applaud you for that. So let's jump right into it. All right. So here's the big question. Are you divorced? I am. All right. So let's then tell me, first of all, tell me what are your views about divorce then and now? Uh, I mean, I guess I should give you a little bit more of my foundation of um, growing up. Uh, I uh, was the son of a pastor. So um, religiously, oh, wow. religiously, I... Uh, was taught that you know um you know that that word forever means forever and mm-hmm. uh in those situation uh should you be divorced work it out no matter what and um you know stay with that person um basically regardless of what right, they want. Right. so um that was the old school uh frame of thought um even though um you know uh they tried to i guess parallel it you know with biblical scriptures or whatnot but uh at the end of the day um as far as i think that's what um was the struggle for me um i guess satisfying those beliefs you know of um my spiritual background versus, uh, you know, just personal well-being, you know. Right, so, right. Again, How old were I, you? How old were you? I got married at 26. 26, okay. So, um, you said that your father was a pastor. So, I can imagine... Um, you know, you, what you were brought up with, because that's the same thing most Christians, you know, are brought up with. And a lot of other people, too, whether they're Christians or not. Um, did you see your parents argue? Did did they stay together until death did them part? Are they still living or what? Did you see them fighting? Uh, no, nah, I never saw them fighting. I mean, my mom spoke her piece, but... Uh... Nah, they've uh, been together my uh, the duration of my lifetime uh, mm-hmm. and, and longer. So I have two older sisters, so uh, they've been together for a long while. Okay. So when you got married and you, you and your wife was up there and you were in love, did how did you take your wedding vows? Uh, I mean, I, I took them seriously, you know, um, I felt that, you know, that'd be, you know, uh, the woman, you know, of 
my dream, the woman that uh, you know, the most high had chosen for me and uh, that I asked for, you know, for the rest of my life. So I took him very seriously and uh, in no way, shape or form uh, while, you know, being on that altar or, um, you know, going through with the ceremony, did I ever think anything would change that? Right. How long did y'all date? Uh, dated, uh, I, I met her in 1997 when I first came up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the time, uh, when we met, we were both, uh, I think she had a boyfriend and I was single. And then that following school year, the, the fall of 97, um, I then, um, got a girlfriend and I think she broke up with hers. So then we reconnected in 2000. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we ended up getting married in 2004. All right. Are there any children involved? Did you guys have children together? Uh, yes, we have one daughter. Oh, okay. All right. So was that hard when when you had to leave your daughter? Or how did, go ahead and explain to me what happened. Just, just kind of get us into what was going on. What was the conflict? Uh... All right, let's start from the beginning. Um, and, uh, I mean, we all adults, so. Right, right. My, my issue uh, in the beginning was, um, you know, uh, sexually we uh, were uh, active uh, prior to marriage, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, without any problems. And then um, right before we got married, probably about a year before we got married, we both figured you know it was the best thing to do or whatnot um just for the health of the marriage and religious purposes or whatnot uh or whatnot so we um both made that pact and we stuck with it and then um again the wedding night um everything uh was fine but i kind of should have knew something then because it was a it was a difference and then um I think um, it was two reasons um, that I just saw over the course of the marriage that kind of led uh, where we led astray from each other. Um, One being, again, the uh, sexual activity, which was uh, started declining. Um, Like I said, even on the wedding night, um, Mm. it was totally different from, you know, when we uh again uh prior to getting married and then uh whereas that was free free falling uh spontaneous you know and again uh it was great on both parts whereas we got married everything became uh either uh did you deserve it did you earn it um whether i feel like it or not or um you know, depending upon my mood or whatnot. And it was just one of those things that was constant, you know, throughout. And um, we we actually uh, prayed about it uh, numerous times, um, prayed together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about it. And to me, uh, it's one of those things unless, <clears throat> and it wasn't, it wasn't my problem. So, uh as far as internally but it was my uh, spouse's at the time partner 
problem uh, internally. So to me, it's only so much I can do besides praying, talking, you know, and hoping that either uh, you tell me what's going on or, you know, you go and uh, get help for it. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was just one of those things, like I said, uh, that was always rocky uh, from the start. And then secondly, you know, as as a partner and a spouse and a lifetime partner, you want somebody that's going to, you know, believe in you and support you. Mm-hmm. you know, uh, upon me coaching, uh, when I was coaching and teaching and whatnot, my schedule was, shoot, I might leave the house at 7 in the morning and might not get back to 10 at night. And right. uh, our foundation was before we even started dating, I told her, because uh, she came up to the uh, nonprofit that I worked at, mm-hmm. and I told her, and I just stopped her before she came in the very first time and said, this is the kind of things I'm going to be doing the rest of my life, you know, working with kids and and uh, spending a lot of time, you know, giving back. So you got to make sure that you're okay with this, you know, before mm-hmm. we before we go on a first date, before we start talking seriously, I said, because I want you to know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with, with uh, no hesitation, she was like, cool, she with it. You know, so in the beginning, you know, uh, and this is prior to marriage, going back a little bit, she um, she was fine with it. You know what I mean? Everything was cool. Um, and then, uh, like I said, everything just changed as far as personal personality-wise with her, you know, uh, once we got married. Um, okay. So besides the, uh, besides the sexual, uh, as far as problems, throughout the marriage also the problem of support and understanding for uh what i did uh right the negative increase for that too so you know it's 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 funny you said that um i have a lot of questions kind of going through my head being a female and because your wife is your ex-wife is not here to kind of defend herself because you know it's always two sides to every story and and so one of the things that came to mind when you said, like, I call it a sexual appetite. Would you think that your sexual appetite was more than hers? Because, you know, sometimes women, and and correct me if I'm wrong, when you're gone, and like you said, you know, I'm married to a coach. When you're gone all times during the day and you have the kids and the woman, you know, is cooking cleaning um having to work and do all of that sometimes you know your your mind might not be on just sex and sometimes you know men sometimes i know my husband at night he want to turn over and rub and i might have gas and i might not want to be bothered at that time but it's it's not something that should reflect on her sexual appetite that maybe she didn't wanted anymore as opposed to when y'all first started dating so do you think that may maybe there was some more underlying issues that she was having on some of those occasions where you felt like you were being rejected when you were when you wanted some uh i think it was underlying issues and that's what i alluded to uh Mm -hmm. you know before but again it's only it's only so much I can do if you're not going to get help for it. You know what right. I mean? And like I said, we pray together. We talk about it. 
we prayed more together. We fasted about it. Um, and again, the things religiously uh, that I was accustomed to um, mm-hmm. during the marriage, I mean, we did that. You know, went to church together mm-hmm. and whatnot. And um, and I and, and again, she knew um, what I did. And uh, that's why on the weekends, I always made sure that, you know, we either went to a movie, uh, went out to eat. Uh, and even sometimes if we could during the week, um, especially prior to um, mm-hmm. our child being born, um, those were things that um, I tried to do. Now, don't get me wrong. Shoot, on my part, I wasn't the greatest communicator. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I, um, I don't want to make it sound like... Uh, I was a hundred percent right. Cause there's, it's, it's always, uh, you know, like you said, two sides to every story, but everybody has their role and part. And, uh, looking back, you know, I could have been a, a, definitely a better communicator. I mean, I feel we both could have communicated better to each other, you know, but um, <laughs> yeah. the thing is, is that, um, like I said, uh, what ends up happening is, um, you know, you, you just keep down a certain path and if it, if it doesn't get better, you know, it just gets worse, you know. And um, like I said, uh, those were two of the prominent problems that just kept eating away and eating away, no matter, you know, how much prayer, no matter how much talking, you mm-hmm. know, uh, to me, it's, it's actions, you know. And um, she was, uh, her, she often, uh, said okay you're not as complimentary as you was in the beginning mm-hmm. and that so that plays a big role too well it does and it even in the beginning with the sexual decline but you say i was you say i was um not co- you say i was complimentary in the beginning in the mm-hmm. beginning it was a sexual decline so mm-hmm. like i said it was no sexual decline prior to you know what I mean? Well, you're talking about two, three times a day, which is, got to remember, it's only so much time in a day. Whereas right. now all of a sudden, and it's funny, um, my uh, co-workers who were older than me, uh, uh-huh. who males be like, would joke, like, man, shoot. Yeah, you're doing it like a jackrabbit now. Next day, <laughs> uh, you get married, man. It's going to be a couple times a week. Then it's going to be a couple times every two weeks then it's gonna be a couple times a month to sometime man you might not and i'm like what (laughs) and a lot of them were alluding to like yeah man basically you know that's why uh you know people have side pieces or whatnot or something Mm -hmm. on the side because you gotta get in i was always again against that just because you know one that wasn't how i was raised but two that was i I look down on that, you know, because mm-hmm. I believe in, you know, just being with that one person, you know, being committed, you know, to that, uh, you know, commitment that you made. So, but like I said, um, <clears throat> that was, like I said, that was something that ended up, I just guess for the duration of the uh, marriage, you know, like I said, just kept eating and, you know, just the can, you know, in the marriage. How you know, long were you guys married? Uh, 13 years. Oh, 13. Wow. So when you were saying in the beginning, you're talking about like the first year or, or uh, is it? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I say, like I say, I noticed a difference with night. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. 
where it was kind of like a struggle. And, you know, to me, I'm like, okay, well, we've been, you know, um, basically absent from each other for a year, um, you know, prior to, okay, cool. And then, like I say, uh, it just, a pattern just began, mm-hmm. you know. Did you guys have any, um, I know no no marriage is perfect, be it sexual, finances, um, do you think maybe she has some type of unrealistic expectation of marriage and you too? Because I noticed, you know, like you were saying, the, the fellas that you were working with and, you know, men, they see women to me as a piece of meat. It seems like all they see is booty, 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 you know? And so when they get married, it just seemed like maybe their appetite when they were single, you know, I don't know if you were committed only to her when you were dating but you know it's free out there you can get it you know and women delight you can get as a matter of fact you can get a piece of a man before you can get some bread on your table because right. that just seems like that's where everybody's mind is but once you become married you know sometimes I know I did I felt a sense of security you know maybe I felt like I didn't have to work as hard and then there's another side to that like on my first marriage he cheated on me and so i felt like oh well i was giving it to you you know what what would make you want to go out there and cheat you know and so when we talk about it now because we're great friends that's my oldest child's father we're actually great friends now and he said it was just him it was just him he his sexual appetite he was just not ready to settle down even though he said he loved me and sometimes that might be the case for women and men delight. What what are your thoughts on that? Oh uh, well, this let's let's uh, first let me you know uh, basically tell you about uh, my situation first, and then we can uh, go into it overall. But okay, I did, I was one who didn't cheat. I didn't okay. talk. To, I didn't talk uh, sexually or flirt with other females. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't um, get other females' numbers uh, at work. You know, everything was cordial. Uh, they probably looked at me as a cornball because I knew uh, <laughs> I knew what kind of person I was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, be- before I got married, and uh, especially um, in college, uh, <clears throat> I knew that uh, you know I was sexually active, had a high sex drive, and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I always knew that when I would be, when I was going to be with that uh, special person or the person who I was supposed to be with forever in a marriage or whatnot, that mm-hmm. I would uh, I would just be with them. So it wasn't, and then uh, while I was with her, it was only her. Okay. No, so basically, uh, since the time I met her or whatnot, up until um, what, uh, for a long period of time, and we'll get into that later, I was just, I was just with her, you know what I mean. So okay. it, wasn't, it wasn't any of that because I know people who go into marriage with cheating or whatnot, but that wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I didn't talk to other females, I didn't call them, uh, none of that. You know what I'm saying? It was just straight up her, you know. Okay. So, and that's in that case, in that scenario, I'm giving you, you know, my 100% undivided attention, um, and it's like, okay, it's. In my, you gotta look at my eyes. It's like there's no reason for that, especially when I see what my friends and other people are doing. Right. You know, it's, it's no reason for that. 
Right, right. So how did how did it come up? How did how did divorce come up? Who initiated it? Well, um, shoot, uh, it was basically me um, years of just being like, man, why am I here? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you know, it's kind of like um, we uh, and I'll just uh, and and I can, like I said, it's an adult uh, right, right podcast or whatnot. So, and um, prior to having our daughter, uh, we always talked about, you know, um, uh, if we had kids, we would, but I was like, really? Um, I didn't want a kid just because I was away from home uh, mm-hmm. traveling so much that I wouldn't be able to give her my undivided attention. And, you know, I didn't feel um, at that time. And I knew how much my father was gone uh, growing up. You know, my dad would be away from the house being the pastor and all. So it was like, you know, <clears throat> I'm kind of skeptical about that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so she was on uh, she was on uh, birth control or whatnot. And then uh, one day, you know, we're sitting there. Um, and this was funny. I should have put two and two together. But we sitting there. And <laughs> for, for once... You know, she's initializing, you know, uh, some romance or whatnot. And it's like, um, like, uh, yeah, um, in the midst of us uh, about to do something, uh, basically like, well, yeah, I um, stopped taking my birth control. Mm. <laughs> like, you feel trapped? No, nah, it's just like, to me, uh, that was a decision that you were doing prior to the marriage anyway. Mm-hmm. and doing once we started the marriage and we had already talked about that you know from from the beginning you know mm-hmm. what i mean and then all of a sudden you just stop to me that's a decision since we've been talking about it you know um throughout we should have been you know we should have had a um discussion about that before you know it ceased you know versus just in the air and it's like that and you know shoot within uh Maybe a couple of weeks we find out, you know, she's she's pregnant or whatnot. So gotcha. And again, uh, at the time, you know, I uh, when she first told me that night, it was like, all right, okay, like what's going on? But now, once you get the news that you know you about to have a, a you know a seed, it's like, man, you start to look like, okay, I, I get it. You know, what I mean, so never was I. You know, did I hold it against her after that? But right. I did again. But I did, uh, you know, re- realize what happened because you know I'm, I'm human. But like I said, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't hold it against her. It was just one of those things where, okay, now you got to deal with it. And shoot, it was one of the best blessings that ever happened to me. So how long, how long were you married before you got? But the it's key? just one of those. Oh, uh, we were married so. what five how, years? How long were you married before the baby came? Five years, okay. Six years. So you. Six years. So basically, you're saying that you felt like when she got off the pill, that should have been a decision that you both should have made together. Yeah, discussion. Just a discussion. You know. Right. What I mean? Right. Right. Because we all I mean we always did you know discuss certain things, but right. Like I said that definitely should have been a discussion. So if if you you said that 
part of your fault was you lack communication. So do you think if you would have discussed it with her that you guys would have come to an agreement? Because it's obvious she wanted a baby. What you well, mean? Do you think we did discuss it? That's what I that's what I didn't get. You know, okay, we discussed gotcha. it. Uh we discussed we discussed that, you know, like on a regular basis. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So and we had, you know, uh strong discussions about that, you know. And it wasn't it wasn't like her view was totally different from mine. She got it. You know, she was understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? but um, like I said, um that uh that kind of you know uh just made me look for a second but again you know in the in the moment you're like okay but then all of a sudden when you uh, understand that it's a, a blessing coming a forever blessing coming exactly. it's like man you know your your channel switch and you like okay <clears throat> i'm good now you know what i mean so yeah in your bio you mentioned I mean, you mentored youth in Detroit public schools as a certified conflict resolution specialist. Mm-hmm. Did you apply some of those skills in your marriage to handle any conflicts that um, came up? Uh, definitely, definitely, definitely. So uh, why do you think those skills may not have worked? Uh, why would I say? Um, I would say one, um, like I said, I was not the greatest of communicators um, mm-hmm. in my marriage. I was one of those people who they could say, uh, you got to practice what you preach. You know what okay. I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, don't get me wrong. I was respectful. Uh, wasn't disrespectful. Um, I, um, I, uh, I uh, basically gave her the attention that uh, I gave her and a communication was another thing to where um, I should have talked about some of the things that um, bothered me, which I right. did, but I should have, I guess could have been more in depth. You know, like you, they say your your uh, partner, your spouse supposed to be your best friend because it's going to be forever. So why not be the best friends with the one you're going to be with forever? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so it was one of those things to where it was, I mean, it was good in the beginning. And I think like with me, I'm the type of person when you show me things, then inst- instead of treating it as a marriage, I kind of treated it like, you know, um, I would say when when I got frustrated, I might have treated it like a friendship. Like, All right, forget it then, you know, instead mm-hmm. of. Now I understand, nah, you got to work on this. You got to work on this. You got to work on it. And don't get me wrong. It's the difference between working on it and really working on it. And lip service. Exactly. Exactly. Right. 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 So I'm curious to know, um, are you guys friends now? Uh, nah, not really. Uh, we speak. Um, mm-hmm. I just really got to the point where, you know, I don't have like, you know, hate or, you know, uh, basically uh, just... Um, disgusting my heart for you know beyond mm-hmm. uh, just praying about that you know and uh finally uh, most high you know delivered me from that but now nah, the thing is with me is uh even though i lack the communication or whatnot the one thing i was was 100 percent for uh mm-hmm. 
I helped her get through school. She really wasn't motivated to finish school. I pushed her to do that. A lot of times she wasn't, uh, and me, I'm just, I'm not arrogant, but I'm confident. You know, I, I believe that the most high gave me power, you know, and um, that uh, to be the, the best person I can be. And I believe that we're looked over, you know what I mean? And I don't ever believe it's a ceiling to what we can do. And so that's how I uh, approach everything. And mm -hmm. basically that wasn't, that wasn't her, you know, mm -hmm. she was uh, different, you know, uh, to where uh, she didn't really have a lot of belief in herself, you know, mm -hmm. so you know, came up for promotion with job uh, or whatnot. Um, it was different for her just because, um, like I said, she'd be like, well, I don't think I'm going to get it. And I'm like, nah, you'll get it. You just got to be yourself. So it was that that was the other biggest problem in our um, relationship, too, where I felt that no matter what she did, I supported her. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, uh, the more I got involved with, you know, bettering myself in uh, basketball as far as, you know, uh, climbing levels of, of success, what you might say or whatnot, then the more, uh, I guess, uh, disturbed she was by, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, like I said, I didn't feel that support, that same support and that same um, love, you know, coming from the other side in which, to me, I'm supposed to feel in the marriage that no, um, no matter what, we supposed to support each other and push each other to be our best. Okay. Now, my next question is kind of a twofold question. I just, you know, was just thinking about some things, just sitting here listening to what you were saying, and then just thinking about men in general and dating. When you guys were dating, did you date with a purpose? And when you got married, do you think you both had unrealistic expectations during the marriage or for the marriage? Uh, no, because when we dated, uh, the really the dating was the purpose of uh, getting married. You know what okay. I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you, you realize okay, and you find once you find that person you feel to be as your soulmate, it's like okay, cool, I get it. You know right. what I mean? And then all of a sudden, uh, you just see. Um, that and don't get me wrong nothing is perfect um right right everything has to be worked on and the one thing like i said from growth you realize it, it's got to be a constant you know what i mean so now nah, the expectations were were the same throughout you know and they definitely weren't unrealistic even upon getting married uh all i told her is like i'm not hard to please it's two things you know all you gotta do is cook for me and and give me sex i said that's it I said, um, I'm gonna provide for you. I'm gonna mm -hmm. be there for you. I'm gonna love on you. I'm gonna um, support you in every way. And um, like I said, um, I think what what uh, not having the unrealistic expectations, but I think when problems started to arise, um, and I would talk about it initially, and let's say it wouldn't get better or whatnot, mm -hmm. then it was one of those things where she would become spiteful, you know, and I guess withhold sex. So then I think 
me in turn, I'm like, all right, F, forget it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where that became a reoccurring, reoccurring um, course of activity throughout the duration of the marriage. Mm-hmm. Okay. If anything, would you do anything differently now at the age you are now as opposed to when you first got your divorce? Uh, you know, yeah. Time brings about a change, yeah. Oh yeah, two things differently. Uh, one is, like I said, been a way better communicator. Okay. Uh, my thoughts and my actions, and then two, I probably would have got divorced sooner. <laughs> you would have done it sooner. Correct, because it was so many, like, uh, it was so many years in there where it was just I'm floating because of my daughter and right, you know, uh, because of like I say, my spiritual background to whereas. It really wasn't, I'm just really just coming home and just being, you know, a dad to my daughter or whatnot. But it's like, you know, I don't really want to be here with your mom, you know. And then uh, that's really what finally, uh, like I said, um, once you just realize that your daughter can see the the unhappiness and the discontent in the atmosphere, mm-hmm. and that should be an atmosphere that a child is raised in, you know what I mean? Right. You know, I did a little research and um, one of the things that they said was the number one cause of divorce was infidelity. And then the second was money. And then it's funny you say communication because the lack of communication was number three. And so you're saying that you could have been a better communicator. Maybe your lack of communication may have had a part in it because I know for for an example my husband I'm I'm very aggressive you know I'm not gonna say aggressive I'm assertive you know I know what I want I go after what I want but I do tend to um include other people however if I have a feeling or if I'm feeling a certain type of way I'm gonna say it and maybe I need to learn how to say it because sometimes they say it's not what you say it's how you say it Whereas on the other end, my husband, he's not a communicator at all. And that bothers me because I'm not perfect. You make me feel like you think I'm perfect and that's unrealistic to me. And so therefore that puts a barrier into our marriage. But because I made that vow to God, I'm I'm sticking with it. I'm going to stay here. Whereas in my first two marriages, like whatever I didn't like, you didn't try to work on it. You know what? I'm gone. Especially the infidelity part. I could not deal with that because when someone is, inf- you know, unfaithful, they can bring like a whole nother bag of tricks with them, like disease, things you can't get rid of. And it causes mm-hmm. too many other problems. But that second marriage, it was a lack of communication. and It was a lot of selfishness going on. And so just to be fair on, on your wife's ex-wife's behalf, maybe the lack of communication did put the bridge in the marriage. What, what what are your thoughts on that? Well, when I say communication, what mm-hmm. what I'm basically saying is um, through frustrating times. Uh, okay. Like on the surface, you know, we communicated great. We talked, boom, boom, boom. But in actuality, when I look at um, how I am with um, my um, girlfriend now and um, mm-hmm. how we can talk about any and everything, like, with my uh, ex, I couldn't be like, dang, shorty right there got a, a fat booty or something like that. I couldn't be mm-hmm. like that. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because again, it it wasn't it wasn't that way. Um, and like I say, that that just comes with you knowing the person, the person knowing you. But now I can do that. You know what I'm saying? With it be no no regards as to uh, what well, dang you know her getting mad or you know what I mean. And again, like I say, I, I'm talking about my communication would be. I think I guess since I was frustrated, and I don't want to make it like I wasn't talking or whatever. And I'm t- okay. Anything, anytime I talk about something, I'm talking about to a hundred percent. You mm-hmm. know, I, I feel you know we got to be able to c- communicate through the good, through the bad. So okay. I wasn't a hundred percent communicator. I might have been like a, a 75 percent, and that okay. twenty five. You were just a flop. <laughs> oh no, nah, no, nah, that twenty five percent. That 25% can be deadly though. You know what I mean? Just because at the end of the day, you gotta, it's gotta be a hundred percent because that's what <clears throat> everyone owes that uh, marriage and that relationship. And then two, if it's not that way, then there's certain situations that you might like let slide by. Like you say, you always comment. And uh, if you get to the point where you just like F it, all right, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, let her think what she think versus, nah, let's let's get some clarity on this subject. So when we go forward, it'll be an understanding. Now, again, actions might not change as mm-hmm. of yet, but now it's, it's definitely clarity there. So we mm-hmm. both understand, you know, how the other one feels. And I say right. that, was, that was my lack of, I would say, lack of communication due to the disgust and the frustration, it might be like, all right, all right, whatever, I'm tired of talking about this. Because, mm-hmm. you know, after a period of time, you just get tired of dealing with the same things. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, you said um, that you, I, I heard you say that you feel a little bit more free. You can be yourself more with the woman that you're dating. The age difference, is there an age difference in the woman that you're dating now as opposed to your wife? Because sometimes generational errors allow for things that maybe one generation of people would not. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a uh, definitely age difference. She uh, ten years younger than me. Okay. Um, and most most uh, ladies her age um, are probably more immature than she is. Um, okay. And don't have the amount of wisdom she is. She kind of got like an old soul. Okay, gotcha. And, uh, a great heart, and uh, and don't get me wrong though, she still um, like to do uh, a lot of things that I used to do as far as like you know going out or whatever. And don't get me wrong, I still go out and things of that nature, but mm-hmm. my my um, motivation is different. You know what I mean? So, like I say, um, yeah, the youthfulness uh, you can tell. Um, but even, like I say, even most of the, like I look at her peers, they're not as wise, you know, and they don't understand like right, she, right. you know what I mean, so. Yeah, okay. All right, so we're getting close to the time, but I do want to um, throw two things in there. For some women, their wounded souls draw them like a magnet to another miserable marriage or relationship because... You know, they say baggage attracts baggage and uh, misery love company. Do -hmm. you think it's the same way for men? If you let it. (laughs) If you you let it. You got to, like I said, I realized what my shortcoming was, you Mm -hmm. know, 
and then I also realized just because it uh you you gotta you gotta you gotta continuously you know pray and you gotta be uh realistic as far as what you're seeing you know mm-hmm. what I mean and understand this is this is what you're gonna get and mm-hmm. you might you might end up with worse than this you know and I don't think like I said I don't think I looked at it that way you know mm-hmm. and then um but like I say, as far as the misery, um, loves company. Once you realize you're realistic, to me, you're only gonna be miserable if you allow yourself to be. Mm-hmm. You know, if if it's a, a if it's a woman and y'all are supposed to be together, and both of y'all, you know, giving a hundred like y'all are supposed to, then mm-hmm. yeah, you have your ups and downs. But again, to me, that's where the communication comes in, and you're understanding. You know, you mm-hmm. understand this. You understand that. You know. Mm-hmm. And me, that's that's the biggest thing. But if it's not, if a situation is not communicated, then and it's it's in the background, and you don't really know of it, then all of a sudden it's like, man, okay, dang, you know, it's hard to get through all this this barrier that you put up because, you know, we're not really discussing what's really the problem. Right. So with that said, it, it sounds like you're saying that if one spouse just made the change that would eventually change the whole marriage or, or, or do you think both people would have had to work together to make the change in order for you two to stay together? Uh, I think in hours, uh, I think, well, if, um, you know, and, and, and shoot, everybody got issues, you know, I, right, just, right. I, I think you got to deal with them together. Together. You know? Okay. But at the same time, I think you have to, first and foremost, uh, deal with them and realize that it's an issue. And if mm-hmm. it's not realized that it's an issue, then that's the problem. Mm-hmm. You know? And then you got to be genuine about that. One of the things that I've learned now in my 50s that I wish I would have known back, you know, during my two, two marriages, because when my first marriage, I was young and then... I was older with my second second marriage. And one of the things I do regret is that I should have stayed a little longer because some of the things that came up in our marriage that put a wedge in it, now in my older age, they're not as big as they were right. back then. You know, when you're on the outside looking in, right, you can see right. things a little more clearly. And so... One one thing that I really, really believe can really affect the marriage is anger and resentment. That that right there is the underlying cause for me in divorce because with everything that's going on, even like you said, the lack of um, the sexual appetite, the lack of communication, um, anything, the fighting, um, anything that comes up, like a weight gain from one spouse to another, not being prepared for marriage, abuse, addiction, um, different parenting styles, all of these things. And um, another big, people don't marry for love. They marry for different reasons. Not saying that that was your case or my case. All of those things cause anger and resentment. And I believe if you can get that under control, I really believe marriages can be saved. What, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, and anger and resentment, but you gotta. Where does the anger and resentment come from? 
it comes from lack of true communication because mm-hmm. if it's anger and resentment, you're you're angry over a course of action. You know, mm-hmm. so those those actions that you're angry about must be communicated and it must be comprehended by the other person, vice versa. You right, know, so right. me, even when people say money, money and uh, people, uh, the number one thing I think you said was money. Money is a communication issue. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to communicate how you feel about money, the importance of, you know, being economically stable and economically logical as far as understanding, you know, what's going to help, you know, benefit our marriage and what's going to help, you know, help us to be successful in the long mm-hmm. run as a couple. So to me, communication is the basis of everything. Because, right. I mean, anger and resentment is good, but where does that anger and resentment stem from? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now you, you're right on that one. I, I I agree with you. I just have maybe about two more questions that I think these are really, really uh, important when we're talking about marriage because I know for me, I like you, you know, church, growing up, spirituality, that played a big, big part in me making the decision to be divorced and I know a lot of people have a lot of questions about divorce, you know, like a lot of people want to know why God hates divorce. What There were biblical grounds given for divorce. And in the Bible, it was saying that adultery, fornication was the only grounds for divorce or abandonment. And so with those, you know, when I was in the world, that didn't mean anything to me. But once I got in the church and I got in the church, even though I was brought up in the church, that was out of habit and ritual. But once I really developed my relationship with God and started reading the Bible and studying for myself, those things kind of hit close to my heart. You know, I was battling with, you know, can I remarry because I'm young? I don't want to be, you know, left alone in this world because that's a desire that I have for myself. But then yet and still the Bible said, well, if you remarry, then you're, you, you're wrong, you know? And so, a lot of people today are still struggling with that issue. I know several people are in abusive relationships because they feel that marriage is a lifelong thing, but nowhere in the Bible does it tell you that you're supposed to be with an abusive person. Maybe you don't feel like you can um, divorce, but you can separate. How do you feel about separation um, in order to get things right? Because sometimes when you're going through, you need to take a step back and refine, redefine yourself, redefine your marriage. And sometimes you just can't do that living in the same roof with a person. So what are your thoughts on separation or sleeping in another bedroom away from your, your spouse? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I guess I'm a believer in... Uh, to me, it just de- it depends on uh, your mindset. Uh, mm-hmm. We can sleep in different beds. We can sleep in different rooms. Shoot, we can sleep in different houses. But if we're not addressing the issues at hand, right. you know, within ourselves, you know, within the marriage, then don't none of that matter. So exactly. to me, to me, the steps, the main steps are addressing the issues, communicating about the issues, and each part doing their due diligently due diligence to act better, you know, uh, based upon whatever the issues are. So, mm-hmm. yeah, separation is good for some people, but 
you know, for a lot of people, they come back and they're the same person. You know what I mean? And they just either they they continue coasting or floating uh, in the marriage or they end up breaking up, you know. But mm-hmm. and then for some people, it works. But those are the ones who really attack the issues at hand. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? This has really been interesting. And um, as we come to a close, do you have some nuggets or takeaways that you want to leave with our listeners? Uh, my thing is um, when you get married or you thinking about marriage, um, really take your time and uh, make sure, um, you know, if you're spiritual, that um, that's truly, you know, the person that, um, you know, uh, the most high is definitely asking and telling you to be with, you know what I mean? Uh, Because a lot of times we pray for something, but certain qualities, this and that. And a lot of times, um, you know, um, we get what we want, but we don't see it then and we're not mature enough, you know, to understand it. And and it's already been revealed to us. So like I say, um, I would just say, um, like I said, if you're spiritual, man, get as close as you can to God. You know, um, as close as you can, you know, and uh, we know he directs our path. But at the at the end of the day, it'll give you a clearer understanding, you know, and be be open and honest. Be yourself. You know, I know some people, some women, you know, might not it take them forever to pass gas in front of a, a man. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And right. that, that's something I'm I'm clear on. Be yourself. You know what I mean? Right. No, nah, that's not ladylike. Well, you're going to do it when we get to know each other. You know what I mean? So, nah, be, be a, that's not going to be a deterrent. And that's why right. I say with me, I was a communicator. But like I say, in times of frustration, I wasn't. You know, because I'm open and honest, especially from the from the get up, just because I, again, one, what I've been through. But then, two, you want everything on the, um, in the beginning understood and clarified. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. Like I said, I just think that, uh, you know, a person should be themselves, you know, when they're trying to have something that's going to be forever. And uh, like I said, don't rush into it. And just make sure, do the good or the bad, you're communicating. Because, again, this person you you um going to uh, be with forever. So y'all got to establish uh, good grounds or great grounds of communication. And even through the good and the bad, you got to communicate. And if... If either party knows that it's something, you know, that they've been dealing with prior to, then you got to deal with it. You know, no matter how hard it is, you got to deal with it or it's going to affect that marriage. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with that said, I have um, just two scriptures that I would like for us to just as my nuggets, as my takeaway. And they both come out of Ephesians 5. And so... These two scriptures give us a biblical perspective on what men and women can do to prevent divorce. And this is from a biblical perspective. But remember, we're not experts. It's just a different perspective. So in Ephesians 5 and 22 and through 24, it says, Wives, submit to your own husband as the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as Christ, just as the church is subject to Christ, 
So let the wives be to their own husband and everything. And then in Ephesians 5, 25 through 28, it says, Husbands, go all out in love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church. A love marked by giving, not getting. Christ's love makes the church whole. His words invoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out of her. Dressed her in dazzling white silk, radiant with holiness, and that is how husbands ought to love their wives. They're really doing themselves a favor since they, they are already one in marriage. And so that's just the scripture that the Bible, you know, says can help prevent. It didn't say it will stop, but it said it will help prevent. And I do agree that communication is um, a biggie in a marriage. And one note that I do want to leave is that if you're hurting and you've gone through your divorce and just seem like you can't swing it, turn that rejection into positive energy. And once you start thinking positive and start looking at yourself in the mirror and say that you are somebody, don't let anybody des- define your self-worth. If they rejected you, if, if, if your marriage didn't work, as long as you got breath, there's still a new beginning. For every ending, there is a new beginning even in divorce. And so I want to thank you again, A.W., or A-Dub, as they call you, for allowing, you know, being on the show. And I just pray that somebody got something from it. Is there anything else you would like to say before we um, go out there? Uh, No, just I appreciate, you know, um, you inviting me on. And uh, hopefully uh, it was beneficial to someone. And like I said, um, hopefully people can see that, um, you know, I was I was uh, just as much a part to um, the uh, downfall of my marriage as my um, ex was. So it's it's really no blame. Uh, again, I stated the problems, but at the end of the day, it's no blame because it's a it's a union of two to become one. You know, and uh, like I said, it's it's a mutual thing. So. <clears throat> leaving saying this and that um like i said you 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 gotta get to the root of the problem and hopefully those who are married um you know you deal with issues and deal with them uh i would say a hundred percent in realness you know coming to that spouse you know and that partner and just telling them the truth and y'all dealing with it together and again those looking to get married understand that you're in it for the long haul you know what i mean don't Get into it unless you you're ready to deal with, you know, ups and downs, peaks and valleys, and obstacles. You know what I mean? So right, that would be right. it for me. All right then. So, all right, audience, if you would like a chance to be on the show, um, just in the comments, go ahead and um, shoot me your email and like the show and share the love. Spread it, spread it, spread it, spread it. So I thank you. I thank you. I thank you.